Profanity Nation. Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And step back to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simster, he putting it down. It's the Profanity Nation, we running the town. Yeah. It's the Profanity Nation. Profanity Nation. Hey, welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast, where we are the voice of the professional fan. Yes, We're yes. here every, excuse me, every Sunday, as you know, 8.30 p.m., live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Joined this week, we have an amazing guest this week, but first let me introduce my co-host, Money Mike. I know you're excited. Yeah, I'm good, As man. always, we always talk about how excited you are. Yeah, yeah, I'm always, I'm always excited to do the show. It's Mr. just Energy. a great Great time to get away, uh, get away and be in the studio and enjoy all this. But look, I'm a girl dad. I got someone that broke barriers in the NCAA. Yeah, I, I would love to hear about him. I'm excited to have her on. Can't yeah. wait to introduce her. Stat Pat, how you feeling? Uh, you know, man, I'm feeling really good. But where are we? You know, we in this bitch. There you go. All right. 100%. And the fact that we here, I got to, you know, it's my weekly getaway from them. Wife, yeah, and the kids. Not the saying, kids. hey, babe, I love you. Nah, it's just your break. I'm, I'm just saying, it's my break. It's the only yeah. thing I got. I don't have much. <laughs> I got three kids, man. I ain't got much. NBA season's coming back soon. Right. And oh, oh ball. she hates it. She hates ball. it. Coming yeah. back soon. She would hate it. No. All right. With no further ado, let's introduce our guest. Our guest today is Crystal Hogan. She is the first female referee in the nation for men's NCAA basketball. Yeah, give it up. Division give it up. One. Division one. As Money Mike said, breaking barriers. Crystal, yep. thank you so much for joining us. We've so been looking forward to this day. Thank you for um, thank you for inviting me. Oh, Don't thank be, you. I'm excited. Yeah, we okay. can't. Excited. Okay. Can't wait to chat. We're gonna get your story. Find out how you got to where you are and as successful as you are. But we always start our episodes with a little segment with our buddy, Marco Nunez, the former head athletic trainer for the Los yep. Angeles Lakers. Uh, he's going to go ahead and join us right now. We're going to talk to him about an injury, as everybody heard. Uh, go ahead and let's bring in Marco. Hey, Marco, how you doing? Good. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good, good. man. How good. you doing? Money hey. Mike, I know you've got a question. Marco, you already know where I'm going, man. You know. Hey, so this dude, Chet, you know what I mean? Over there, you know, he, uh, 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 he, okay, hold on. I want to make sure I'm official. Yeah. <laughs> he, has, he has a Liz Frank. I never heard of a Liz Frank fracture. And apparently he's out for the season. Yes. And now they're, the Thunder are, are asking for a $4.95 million yeah. exception because of that. But this dude played in the Pro-Am. You know, he actually was at the same game. Where LeBron was over in, uh, you know, Jamal Crawford's in Seattle's thing. So, um, what the hell is a Liz Frank uh, fracture? Because I've so I've never... I want to kind of back up a little bit to last weekend because I think Jeff had had met, had asked this question yep. as far as can teams prohibit from athletes, professional athletes, playing some of these kind of like a tournament, offseason tournaments? And I think uh, you know we had concluded that hey. I think until either a serious an injury happens to a high-profile player that maybe at that point teams may be like, hmm, maybe this not might be a good idea. And I think oh. 24 hours later, here we go, right? Right. They're a star right. athlete. They're the future, probably one of the, the what they consider their franchise athletes for the future. Um, now has what's called a Liz Frank fracture, and what it's basically it's an injury to the midfoot area type of thing. So there's there's a bone in there. Um, that kind of, kind of, is, is part of the midfoot, and some of the ligaments get torn. Bottom line is going to require to have surgery. Now, do you have to have surgery to to um to to be able to kind of heal from this? No, you don't. But that's for the average person. For an athlete, he's going to require surgery, which means they're going to have to put screws in there to make sure it stabilizes the bone. Those screws more likely are going to stay in there for a good twelve weeks. It's about three months, and it has to be non weight bearing for that, or or minimal weight bearing for that time period. And then you got the whole rehab process. So, bottom line, this can take anywhere from nine to 11 months for him to return. So at the end of the day, he's officially done for this year. Wow. Absolutely. The, the interesting part about this is that there's a lot of research study out there based on this. Not, not much on NBA, on, on basketball players, but a good 90% of these athletes that have these injuries um, do return. And I think Dr. Nima Miran, which we talked to before, he kind of did a post on this, that 90% of these athletes do return and are able to play. The downside to this is that most of these athletes may have a little bit of uh, what would we call um, 
lack of performance either kind of goes down a little bit type of thing not a lot but there's a wow. possibility so we got to be careful and again goes back to jeff's last weekend's questions can athletes at some can teams at some point start prohibiting players we'll see yeah so when, when you say lack of performance i mean what that mean he's not gonna be able to jump inside no more he ain't gonna be able to yeah. run and run as fast lateral movement Correct. So, so, yeah. So, so maybe some his his vertical might be a, a little bit because he might not have that push up, his agility, stuff like that, or sustain on that part. So it may be just slightly off top of thing. Anytime you have surgery, you're or anytime you cut anything, anytime you have you sprain an ankle, anything, so you're never the same as before. You're, you're you're a little bit less top of thing. In this case, it's a Liz Frank fracture. He's going to be out, you know, for for at least about nine to, to eleven months, which is a long time, and he's going to be non weight bearing for a good three months, top of thing, or at least minimal weight minimal weight bearing top of thing. Um, they'll take the screws out, then there the begins a whole rehab process type of thing. Um, doesn't mean that he's not going to be, you know, a, a top player. He still will be, but there's that potential now. So you have an athlete that you dropped it. That was probably you're looking for him to be your franchise player. Yep. And now he's sustained a major injury that now we'll see what happens. So so explain to me that non-weight bearing, because to me that tells me he's going to lay down in bed for like three months. But that's not the truth so no so no no like a huge cast that he puts on right. or he, so, he can ride around yeah, with that, that little scooter that little scooter exactly. thing exactly. Like, exactly. so non-weight bearing means that he has to either he has to put no weight no pressure on that foot put it that way so he can either gonna be on crutches or like you mentioned he's gonna be on that little scooter i think kobe when he had the achilles rupture he had the little scooter where you put the little foot and you kind of pedal with yeah. the other side yeah. and you kind of roll around you go anywhere you want type of thing so he's still gonna be mobile he's still gonna be able to get around he just has to be very careful as how much weight he actually puts or pressure puts on that on that specific foot. Okay, can I, can I ask you a question? Sure. Um, how does this compare to some of the other major foot injuries we've seen? Um, I believe Paul George uh, had a major. Um, you have the player over there. Uh, what was his name? Um, played for Boston and then got traded in one of his first games. Hurt his ankle. Um, how does this compare to that and? Oh, you talking about uh, Hayward? Hey, was that? Hayward, yeah, Hayward. When he had the, the ankle dislocation? Yes, exactly. Yeah, Gordon Hayward, exactly. Yeah. How does this compare to that? Because they were out about a season, but, uh, you know, Gordon probably never came back the same, obviously. He, he right. definitely. But Paul George seems to be playing at a high level. Um, how, how does this type of injury compare? But I think, if I recall, Paul George, did, did he fracture his tibia bone? It wasn't his foot. Yeah, was it? Right? Okay. Okay, yeah, so we're, different, we're, we're just different. Was, yeah, which was the same thing that um, Julius Randle had. So it was a tibia bone that he fractured. And the thing about the tibia is what they'll do in there, they'll go ahead and put a full rod in there to try to stabilize the bone. So actually that bone, now when they put that rod in there, is actually stronger and sturdier than the bone with, with than the other leg that doesn't have that rod in there. So it has a little more support. So those were kind of tibias. In this case, it was more of the foot. Same thing with Gordon Hayward. When he dislocated that, 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 that foot or the ankle, you had ligament damage, you had screws in there, um, you know, whenever that happens, your your foot, it's never, I hate to say it, but it's never going to be the same it was. Just like when you cut yourself in the skin and you end up with yep. that scar, that's, that skin is never the same it was before, no matter what, no matter what you try to do. So you're going to be a little bit less. Unfortunately, you know, Gordon Hayward isn't, from what I recall, not tell me if I'm wrong, he doesn't seem to be the exact player or no. he, I mean, he's still a great player, but yeah, not like no. before the injury. Now, uh, what's the difference? I mean, in this case, what he has going for him is, of course, that he's young. So yeah. he has less mileage on those bones, on those ligaments and so forth. Uh, how much does that benefit him uh, moving forward with this recovery process? Yeah, I mean, he's still recovering. He can still play great. And I think he's still going to be a great uh, great athlete in there, a great asset to, to the Oklahoma City, City Thunder type of thing. But now the, the whole issue now is that there now there's a little bit of a question mark. It's like, hmm. Is he going to be, is this injury going to be lingering on? Is this injury going to affect him from here on out? Where before, you know, everybody was happy with him. Everybody was looking forward to him play this upcoming year. They were looking for the, you know, for the future for yep. him. So now there's a little bit of a question mark. Like, uh, is he going to be that full potential player that we, we drafted and we're hoping for? So you, you as an athletic trainer, you ain't really tripping off him because you ain't, you ain't never going to see him, right? Because he gone for nine, nine months. So. Like, well, the is, is you take a, over, right? Yeah. You, you, the team is now taking over the recovery, or at least oh, major league. Yeah, I mean, are like, you what? are you going to like where he is, check on him, or you just find out how he's doing? I, no, I, 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 the, the, the sports, the sports medicine staff is going to see him. 
every single day. He's going to be living in the training room with the sports medicine staff. Yeah, oh, so, he's still, so he's still coming into the camp yeah. and getting treatment and stuff like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's he's still still off. Yeah. I thought he was just... I there were no was, days off because yeah. you hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was just... This is like clock. school. I have a fever. I get to stay home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was like... We you got to push that clock. Stuff. Like, look, I'm hurt. No, it's not like, hey, see you see you in 11 months. No. Yeah, I'll be back. It's the opposite. You're right, going to cool. see him every day, most likely twice a day as far as to do treatments on him type of thing, going to his home. Um, outside that, he won't he won't be traveling with teams, so he's going to have to stay behind. Uh, the, the training staff, the sports staff is going to have to leave somebody behind to make sure they rehab with him type of thing. So he's going to be on the on, on the clock rehabbing minimum twice, twice a day, doing something of that sort, whether it's either cardiovascular or upper body. He's still going to have to maintain. It's not like he's just going to lay in bed and, hey, you know what? I can't do anything. Yeah, becomes Zion Williams. I'm really, I'm really curious. Um, as the as a head athletic trainer of a pro team, is there any um, mental health uh, assistance during this to help him get over it, help him deal with this type of setback? Because that is probably one of the major components. The bones heal, but it's the fear and it's the mental. Is is that part of the rehab, or is that sort of up to the player? No, so it's, it's it's a good question, interesting question. So that mental health part of the mental aspect of it has become like a, a big thing in professional sports. And and and, at, and people are starting to realize, hey, you know what? This is part of the game. If not, it's probably a, a big factor, if not a bigger factor than the injury itself type of thing. Um, so most teams, if, if not, I'm not saying I would probably say every team has a sports psychologist on staff. When I was there about 15 years ago, you know, I don't think we use them the way like what you're asking right now. But I think teams are starting to realize that they do use their sports psychologists for specific mm-hmm. injuries. Stuff, I think. And every athlete reacts completely different. You know, there was a story with 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 Kobe when he ruptured his Achilles tendon. It's almost like, you know, you go through what they call the five stages of grief. right? You get angry, you get, get sad, you get all this stuff. And when we went back to the to the training room. And the doctors kind of finalized, finalized, hey, you know, you do have an Achilles rupture. We can do an MRI, but it's not going to tell us anything that we already know. And within like five minutes, Kobe was like, all right, you know, he got angry, got upset. But he went through the state and then he finally kind of accepted it. And his next question was like, okay, when can I get surgery? I want surgery the next morning. He accepted it, wanted to move on, understand the process happened, and boom. You have other athletes that don't do that. I mean, a long time ago when I worked with the LA Avengers, we had an athlete, a big uh, uh, defensive lineman that ruptured his Achilles. He had never been hurt or injured, and he did surgery. They put him in a cast. This guy walks in the next day into the training room, no crutches, full weight bearing on his on the cast. The cast was broken. He was trying to move his foot. We're like, dude, you can't do this. Um, and he had a difficult time, you know, uh, accepting this to the point that we had to call people in to try to help him mentally. But I think now teams kind of realize that they do have it. Yeah, that's an extremely important part. And I think think meta is a big reason why that's on the the surface and everyone knows about it now. Yeah, it's funny because we always talk about sports and we talk about, you know, the mental fortitude of these athletes and how how strong they are. You know, they can will themselves into wins and stuff like that. Then why wouldn't you think that taking care of that is an asset? Mm -hmm. It's not the fact that you're just going to go ahead and say, oh, he just got, you know, mental toughness. Well, m- mental toughness also have to be cultivated. Like you cannot yeah. just have that and all of a sudden expect that person to rise to the occasion. You need to keep that person on on point, especially after setbacks. You know, you you can't always bank on a Kobe that shoots four air balls in the playoffs and then come back and be like, "I'm going to kill all you guys." Exactly. You know what I'm like exactly. you don't, you don't yeah. get that kind of person. Most of us are just normal. I know. I, I know. Clay Thompson was quoted as saying he read the Mamba mentality every day during rehab, every day to to keep going and keep strong. So, um, yeah, I, I believe that the mental uh, strength or, or staying mentally strong is probably one of the bigger factors in rehab um, because you know you have to be there, you have to be present, you have to understand the situation and, and use it as a growth opportunity. Um, obviously, that's not every situation, but you know he'll he will be back. Yeah. He is young, so that's the positives yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, future's right. You're putting dirt on him. We just yeah. trying to figure yeah. out how you're going to get and back. And here's the thing, you know, even if he's never quite the same and just a little diminished, we'll never know the difference because he didn't have a <laughs> chance to play in the NBA. <laughs> Yeah, so, and so I personally have never seen him play. So, hey, you know, college, obviously, yes. But, you know, NBA is a different <laughs> game anyways. You have college players who are outstanding, don't get injured and come into uh, NBA. You know what? You can't. say that, though, <laughs> that might be to his benefit. 
It could be. I mean, lower if he, expectations. If he, literally, like yep. if he's yep. falling out of control, and, like he bounced back from that. And, 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 isn't he uh, eligible for being rookie of the year still? Oh, oh, next year, oh, yeah, probably because yeah, he didn't actually play again. Yeah, terrible. yeah, yeah. You might be right. You might be right. Yeah. Marco, thank you so much for joining us. Can you please let everybody know the best way to keep up to date with what you've got going on? Sure. If you guys have any questions regarding sports injury, sports recovery, or rehab, please feel free to DM me on my Instagram at Marco A Seventeen, or please subscribe to my YouTube channel at Evolve Athletic Performance. You're awesome. Thank you, Marco. We'll talk right, to you Marco. soon. Thank you, Marco. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Thanks, Marco. All right, Marco. Oh, wow. Okay, so we get to get going here with our guest, guys. Yeah. Okay, so Finally. once again, yeah. let's introduce one more time. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Crystal Hogan, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for being here. We were so excited to have you. We've been waiting weeks. Uh, we know you're busy, so this is perfect. Right. Um, let's get started a little bit. Uh, you recently, of course, like we said, you are the first female referee in the nation for men's NCAA basketball. That's give um, that up. We will get that much love. Roses deserve. That's for sure. Let's chat a little bit about a game you were refing just a couple of weeks ago. First uh, female. Well, we all want to know. First <laughs> female, <laughs> female. First all female crew to ref a Drew League championship game. Uh, we were in the house. Um, and we watched that. You did an outstanding job. Uh, what was that like? You know what? It's it's. I'm still trying to process it all because it was actually it was it was so good um, for the community. It was so good for for the nation actually because now the NBA is, is is streaming it. It was, you know, I, I just think that um, we're not at the Drew. I mean, we've been reffing there so long. Like I, it was just it was kind of like normal. Like they they, yeah. they they look at us as officials. They don't even look at us as female officials anymore but probably that's, to the nation great. you know it, it looked as that but i mean it, it was a great experience overall it was it was i mean i worked with those ladies you know weekend in weekend out and anytime so yeah. did you did you know that was gonna happen or uh i did i did okay i did all right yeah well you got to know what you're gonna do yeah. and you know who you're working uh -huh. with so that's awesome absolutely okay. uh, yeah but let me let me just say look i was there everybody you look, look. How tall are you, Crystal? Like five? I'm five, seven so and she, a half. Oh, yeah. There you go. Five, seven and a half. Oh, five, so seven, sure. Everybody over there, <laughs> you know, y'all, everybody know basketball players are usually six feet or, or, or taller. And yeah. I'm going to tell you, man, you know, people was, it was chippy. It was championship game. And, you know, she, she had the same people today, today benches and, and they listened. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know and, and I was like, I, I love to watch that because they, they, they really were refereeing the game. They made, good calls, you know, you know, and, 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 you know, they would go and complain They look at them like, I don't care what you think. This is what the call is. No, 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 no. We didn't, we didn't do that. We didn't say we didn't care what you think because no, it's important it's to understand that we got, we got to kind of, you know what? We kind of got an advantage. I won't say we got an advantage, but you know what? Our communicating with these guys is, yeah. is, you know, for women, it's, it's, we have that that skill. We have that right. skill where we we are able to effectively communicate with the guy, and they don't take they they're not defensive right away. Yeah, you know what I mean. Whereas if it was a, a guy, then they'd be like totally defensive. Mm -hmm. but, you know, and I've seen that though because I would tell you like uh, I've 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 seen you ref a couple of games, and, and I'll see you make a call, and that that'll be the call. And then I'll see the dude ref, you know. He got his plane. He take the ball and bounce it, and he do he he like literally demonstrates what the other guys do did, and I'm like, why are you doing all that? Like, just make the call, the calls, the call. But you, yeah. you know, too, a lot of it is a respect thing, too. You yeah. know what I mean? If you respect them, they respect you. Right, right. And I think that um, I've been doing it for so long. I've been mm -hmm. in Drew since 2005, so okay. I've been there for a long time. So I've I've developed a rapport with a lot of those guys, and if I mess up, I'll tell them I messed up. I'll tell mm -hmm. you know right. what I screwed that play up. You know what? You know what? She, she said that she been in Drew this long. Stop, Pat. I'm gonna tell you something. She called a, a foul when Kobe was guarding Harden. Oh Lord! You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, and Kobe no. asked, so tell, tell us about that experience. You know what? That 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 particular game in 2011 was probably that was that is my all time favorite game ever um, to referee. Um, and basically it was just that that was another one that was just like so good for the community just to see the kids look on those kids faces mm -hmm. when, when they were able to see Kobe play um, for me, too, because I'm a huge Kobe fan. But um, just to see him and James Harden battled it out, it was it was a it was a, a great experience. And yeah, he did, I mean, 
<laughs> Told me he liked to play, but he respected it, and he we kept he respected it. Moving. it. He cool. respected uh, it, and we kept it moving. When when yeah. you're heading into a a game like that, obviously in a pro am type league, the Jew League, and so forth, uh, is there any different preparation than heading into an NCAA type game? No. Um, does it ever matter what the the uh, who the players are? Obviously, in NCAA all college here, all of a sudden you may have a LeBron show up for the game, or you may have. Does that change? It, I mean, everyone's human, uh -huh. so everyone's looking and saying, "Okay." And and you hear people say, "Oh, you know, he's the star. He's getting the calls." It, it, you know what? I have. I I'm past the the, the fan struck, star struck stage of my career, and I I treat every game the same, and I and I believe that that's that's an important. It's, it's important for referees to treat every game the same because you want to practice how you're going to you want to continue to practice because that makes good habits and you continue on. But it doesn't matter who's I mean, I've I've had the opportunity. I've been blessed to referee uh, LeBron, Kobe, Durant, all these different guys. And it's it's it's, it's still basketball. It's at the same end game. Of the day, it's still fouls and violations. Yep. And, and and the Drew is a different beast. It's like you can't they don't care who you are. Right. You got to come down there. And you got to play. Right. It is what it is. And yep. so it's it's. I don't. I go in there with the same mentality. My mental is is I'm I'm mentally getting ready on my way to the game. I'm mentally getting ready with my partners. It's the same. I have the same routine. How how long do you look? Because you know, I, I've I go I'll go to a G, uh, G League game. You know, you know, because we're close and obviously in the Drew you're close. Man, I've been trying to follow y'all position. Like one be at the top, one be here, one be over there. Yeah, and play that real quick. And then they go and say, okay, so now this one run. Now then they go baseline, and I and I miss it. I'm like, okay, cool. Right when I think I got what y'all position gonna be, y'all all of a sudden change it. And then this person over here, Pat may call the foul, then you go get the ball. I'm like, how do they know? It's like choreography it to me. So, I mean, so, seriously, like and, and it's like choreography. The to funny me. part is, you probably ain't gonna ever gonna get it because every <laughs> every different league pretty much have different 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 rotations okay the nba is different from the ncaa college okay. ncaa college is different from wnba the women's basketball is different from men's basketball hmm. it's 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 different because in a sense the it's like a triangle it's basically a triangle okay and in nba basically you whoever the calling official is they go table side that's pretty it. much that's just okay. that, that's I'm how we rotate it. okay but in cool. the lead if we're in the lead on the baseline we basically go wherever you got a LeBron matchup on the post on the other side, then we going over there. Wherever that matchup is, we have to go strong side. Wherever the ball is, we're going strong side. Oh, so man. it's just and then and then those other two just rotate. It's just you come down or you go up depending on where this lead goes. The lead wrote the lead dictates everything. Triangle offense. It's yeah. Triangle. <laughs> triangle. I was we just keep the players boxing. We all keep the players boxing. Yeah, because I was noticing how like whatever person would run the baseline or the, the baseline the uh, sideline. And somebody would like come like pretty much to the three, three four line. line extended. Yeah, three right there. Yeah. So yeah, I see. It. So we learned and then the terms. And then they yeah. go. Yeah. See, uh -huh. it, I, you see that, and I didn't notice anybody do like kind of like you guys do that. Like somebody run the baseline to come. Out of we the don't run. Up. No, we just yeah. it, we just it's baseline. Baseline. It's, just, okay. it's baseline. It's going to be like the three foot post up mark on the baseline to the other three foot. Like okay. basically the key. Okay. And and and. If the lead comes over here, this person that's up here, they go up to the top. Okay. And then if that person goes down, yeah. that person goes back, that person goes up, this person goes back down. Okay, it's see. Just, it's, we, we're all, this dictates, the lead dictates where the two outside officials, whether they go up or they go down. Perfect. Oh, okay. right. I got one more question. Like, it's a silly question. Like, the turnover though. So say they run, you run all the way down, and all of a sudden they turn over. Damn, I got run all the way back. Like, do you get annoyed? That's part of the game. Part, I, just, I just ran down here. Now I gotta go back the other way. Like, you gotta get your pivot in order. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why you just call a foul, foul. <laughs> so you can stay there. You don't have to run back. A foul. I'm too tired. Foul. You were going to foul. I'm sorry. I'm just. Look, I, I mean, we're we going to get more to serious about your story Absolutely. and everything, but yeah. these just little, like I said, we, we're, 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 the reason why we're profane nation because we think of this weird stuff that go on. <laughs> well, the fans think and, of it. And, yeah. 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 We're fans. Like, out there. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, she just got down, or he or she <laughs> just got down, and they got turned around, yeah, like, around hold the ball for a second. Oh, because, yeah. see, you know what I mean? Because then when they, oh, then they're in their set, then the referees are in their set. They cool. All right, now we're good. Now we go. We're looking for a foul or double double or carrying or whatever, you know. But then that back and forth, like, oh man. Yeah, we gotta adjust. If the players move, we gotta move too. <laughs> I have a question. You when you brought up obviously that you uh uh officiated the Kobe Harden game way back mm -hmm. in 2011 and so forth. Yes. 
nowadays Harden's known for drawing fouls um, in a certain way, and not everybody agrees with the way. Mm-hmm. Um, is does that get go into play when you know that that you're going to see that type of a player in a game, whether that's college we or de- anywhere? We definitely just we definitely talk about it. We okay, so you say, you, and then and then as a crew, mm-hmm. are you kind of deciding how you're going to call those type of things, or not is it necess- still personal? Not necessarily. We 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 talk about it just so we'll all as a crew have an awareness about it, but. It's basically looking at the defender, like making sure the defender does nothing wrong. If the defender doesn't do anything wrong, then there is, you know what I mean? There's not a foul. I mean, it could be an offensive foul, if anything. Uh, Sure, sure. But we basically just make sure we know if that defender was legal or not. That's what we talk about. We don't talk about whether we're going to give him the foul or not. It's, it's, he's a, he's a different, he's a different piece. Yeah. 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 Specifically. He's he's probably the biggest example of that. Yeah, can we had uh you know Larry Reed? Yeah, we had ref Larry Reed. another ref on the on the show, and he explained how that step back that he does, how it's not a travel. You know what I mean? Because of the <laughs> the dreaded gather dribble. Yeah, the gather. So, yeah, are so you serious? Yeah, the gather. Basically, you could just you if you you, you have a move, you still have a basketball move, and if you're in the midst of putting that foot down. You still got two active feet. Like, basically, that's why Giannis is like, he's traveling. Right. Because Giannis takes that to the extreme. Like, he has those long strides. He pretty much can start from the from the three-point line. <laughs> I mean, just one, two, three, and he's already ducking. Like, you know, that's how long he is. So, yeah. but yeah, it's a gather dribble, man. And that crab dribble, that back back. It looks weird, but it's not. It's legal. Yeah, definitely I brought mean, it into the game. He definitely yeah. brought it into the game. All right, so one more question for me, and then we'll get into the story. What's your favorite call? Like, you know, is it is it the, the <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, cause I I love I love when they call offensive fouls. So, you know, just the ref go. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the mic, you know, that's the most exciting you call. Calm down on the mic. Calm down on the mic, money Mike. All right. I mean, I'm not even talking about the judgment that you make. I don't care about that. Uh-huh. But you know, just the you know. Is the block in the one or the no? You know, so it, it or, really or, has or, to be. Or any you other know, one, like, I don't. It, I don't. You know, honestly, it's so that's an exciting. The it has to be the it's so demonstrative. You it know is, what I'm saying? Like it's the air one. This to be the air one. The fans like. Oh, you know what I mean? The black charge play is definitely the most exciting because, again, the, the, it could go either way, and the fans are waiting on for, waiting on you to make that decision. <laughs> right, right, so right. It's, it's, is that it, the hardest call? Uh, it can, it, it can be. It can, it be. can be. Yeah, because you got a lot of different factors that come into play. Yeah. Well, you know? We're, we're going to take a break real yeah. quick here soon, but I have a question. Um, <laughs> how often are you sitting there keeping your poker face when – the other crew member uh, made a call you don't agree with. Uh, you know what? I I tr- I try. I'm a I I, I <laughs> try to be a good partner, and yeah, and but... it, it is it's not about. I mean, because you you really we really don't know if if it was a good play. I mean, well, it's a... obvious plays. Well, if but sometimes wrong, but, you but have sometimes a different they have angle. A better angle than yeah, yeah, yeah it's and, and you don't, and they may have because honestly, if I if I don't see something that I'm gonna trust that my partner on the other side has a better look and is gonna call it. But see, but look, I feel like it's like family, right? You know what I mean? Like if 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 three of us go out there and, and say something crazy, especially me, I say something crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pat and Jeff gonna defend me, you right. know, to everybody else. Now they gonna tell me I might be wrong. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. Yeah. But Absolutely. I, I expect right, them to say, yeah, you know what, money might say support. there. Because at the end of the support. day, that's, that's all you got that's, out there. That's all yeah. you got. That's all you right, got right. out there. At the end so of the I day, say, your crew I is all the same you got. Thing. I expect the same thing for y'all. Man. All right, yeah. perfect. Yeah. We're we're gonna get back. We're gonna take a quick little break, and then we want to get to hear a little bit more of your story, mm-hmm. how you got to where you are, how you became so successful in your class. Uh, let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with the Profanity Nation. United One Protection Services. With over 30 years of experience, United One Protection Services has more expertise and knowledge than the other security companies combined. 
residential, commercial, municipal, or institutional, United One Protection Services does more than just security. We protect your livelihood. United One Protection Services. Be sure to visit the Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center for all your 420 needs. They have everything from baby jeeters to stizzy cartridges, fuzzies, pre-rolls, great deals on apes, raw garden diamonds. They have your gear. They have Papa and Barkley relief patches. After a hard workout, you need those CBDs. You know that. They have plenty of edibles to choose from. Be sure to hit up the Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center. We are back. Thank you for joining the Profanity Nation podcast. We have our guest here, Crystal Hogan, Stat Pat, Money Mike, and yours truly, Simsta. Um, okay, we're going to get into uh, kind of how you got there, but but first, we actually have a tweet question here, um, and this is in regards to uh, one of the Drew League games there, um, and uh, Montrez Harrell made a half-court shot. Uh-huh. A lot of people felt he didn't get it off in time. Mm-hmm. Um do you go back after and review those calls to see uh, how they were made or where, if they were correct, or do you just kind of move on? You mean after the game? After the game. Oh course. yeah, I do. I look at I look at tape after the game. Where now that it's being streamed, I do. Look, I go. I do go back and look. But in the midst of the game, there's no way for there's no monitor for us to go look at, mm. and and we all thought it was good. So it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Call it and you play with yeah. it how it is. And I believe he got it off at point two. I mean, I I, I again, I'm not perfect, but I right. believe he got it off at point two. So. That's good. Do you ever see uh, or have uh, instances where? Uh, you have the star player or some of the try to intimidate uh like the referee and say the referee do succumb to some of that intimidation to give it like maybe favorable calls because they were not strong enough in the moment. You know what? It, it happens. It, okay. it happens. Um, and that's male or female. That's not just refs. Never was about, it was just refs. referees. I'm talking yeah. about her, not her. I'm talking no. about the male, which is basically yeah. you know, whoever that anybody. guy is, and yeah. anybody up in there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it has. It has to be the, the nature I, I, of yeah. It has to be the nature but, of the position. I, th- I think uh, how many how many how many actual players in the heat of the moment think that they really cause a foul? None of them. You know what I'm saying? No <laughs> None of them. They're <laughs> perfect. They never like, foul. Oh, no, I didn't do like, they no, never I mean, foul. We will hear, and then they'd be like, "They do this." What oh, me? Like, what me? Right? You know, but that's actually that's spot. another great question. You, I mean, as an official, you have to get annoyed when one team is constantly complaining, constantly complaining. And, it, it, you know, and it's just, like, you know, because even the crowd saying, just play the game, get off the refs, just play the game. You know, stop complaining. It's not the refs. Um, again, it has to be human. But, you know, as a professional, you're able to set There's that aside. That. There's definitely a way to handle that. Okay. Yeah. You just, you yeah. just, but it's, experience has, oh. has taught me ways to handle those types of situations. Yeah. Experience. Let's get to that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you are a... Compton native, born and raised in Compton, so you are local, L.A. proud. Um, what was that like growing up in Compton, and how did that lead you into refereeing basketball? Well, I know you played – how many sports you played? You played multiple, multiple I played – well, you know, th- this is the funny thing. I didn't start playing sports until the ninth grade. I'm yeah. a, I was a total late bloomer. I mean, wow. I, my grandmother raised me. I, I did not start playing sports to the ninth grade until I got to high school. Yeah. And I played – Basketball, my first freshman year, basketball, softball, volleyball. Yeah. Track, nice. I tried it. It just wasn't my thing. I just, I couldn't do it. But I did play all those sports Um, my first, my freshman year. Okay. And so, at Dominguez High. So, I went to Dominguez High. Okay. School. And, nice. and was it a love at first sight with the game or something you kind of No, went... actually, it, it was not, honestly. I One of my best friends actually encouraged me to go and try out because she wanted to try out. And I just went because she went. I didn't care about it. I mean, again, I didn't know anything about sports at that time like that. So, um, but, but we had a coach and, and, and times are different now. We had a coach that was a football coach, but he took on the JV basketball, um, coaching position as well. And he was super intense, but he took us under his wing and he knew nothing about basketball either. Oh, but he learned wow. like we learned and we were out there doing football drills and it was more like a, uh, <laughs> we, he was so he kept us together. It was more like a, a team, like a real team. Like he kept us together and it kind of made me feel like a, I was a part of something. Okay. And that right there, I think is what, why I stayed. I mean, it was hard though. I mean, you know, 
bleachers and all kinds. Of, it was hard because we were mm-hmm. doing football drills. Sure. But, but the fact that we were, <laughs> the fact that Hell we, we were all learning at the conditioning, same time. Like, what is this? Oh, yeah. basketball. <laughs> what is this football. He's like, I don't know any different. Run. run. Yeah, running oh, at halftime. Run. Run. Push ups at halftime. You know, it, Y'all tough though. Yeah, no. Take but, a but, lap. We, but we we 100%. all grew together, and it it became a a, a fam like a more family oriented type thing. And it was it was that's why I stayed. Albert Turner. That's that's why I stayed. How did that? being a player in high school sports turn mm-hmm. into officiating well um you know what i well i fast forward i end up getting i end up going to a junior college because i couldn't pass the sat i think my daughter tripled my score but anyway okay. so, <laughs> our kids always do better than I us the, that's I the goal the long way around which is fine yeah. because yep. everybody's journey is different absolutely. absolutely so i end up getting a full scholarship to long beach state Okay. Oh, um, played at Long Beach State. Didn't do the best at Long Beach State, but I got two degrees. I have a degree in criminal justice and a degree in psychology. So nice. I have two degrees at, crim- at Long Beach State. Both of them very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Y'all don't understand how much is helpful. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was say, oh, both yeah. very helpful. Yes. That's part of your other job, too. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, so yeah. so um, end up meeting Kevin Cutler at Long Beach State. He's an NBA referee now. But he started um, – he was a coach, uh, assistant coach at Long Beach State. And um, after, after I – well. As I, after I graduated, he came to me and was like, you know, you got your daughter. I just, I just had Taylor. He's like, you want a, a way to, you know, stay in the game and you want a referee. I hadn't even thought about it. like referee. I didn't even look at the refs when I played. I couldn't right. even tell you who ref most mm-hmm, of my games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I started there and I was in 2002. Um, so I started refing um, in 2002 and it just kind of. You know, just kind of liked it. I loved it actually. It really? was a way for me to stay involved in the game. Um, and I was able to use, I mean, you know, in the game, like I got to tell ex players and 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 student athletes all the time, like you already halfway there. If you if you played the game, you know the game, all you got to do is learn the you know the signals and everything, and you can make mm-hmm. you some money. Mm-hmm. Right. Not, a, not a bad, you know, yeah. application, you know. So right. so and the love for the job and the sport is what yes, kept you going. The love for the sport. Um, because it, it saved my life. You know, growing up in Compton, you know what I mean? And, and the fact that I was on that team that I was on, it kept me from going Family. left when I could have easily went in right. a whole nother direction. You know, so basketball kind of saved my life. And I, I I I think that that the love that I have for the game of basketball and and now with officiating, I, I'm so so you started what at the high school level? I started at the high school. I started at the high school level Long Beach unit, which that's pretty much where everybody starts at to get certified. Um, mm-hmm. And then you kind of go start going to camps and things like that around the you know community. So I went to a few camps and got um, hired working junior college basketball. Um, and so that went well. And then ultimately got hired by Violet Palmer, which which was amazing. I love to me. Violet. We've yeah, been trying yeah, to get her. Was, I love Violet. Trying she, to get her on the became, show. Yeah, she became the she became the WCC um a uh, uh, coordinator. Yeah. So she hired me. Um, come, I mean that was big for me. Like it was huge. So I started working women's division one. Okay. Um, right after that, so it was it was it was it was good. So I worked at WCC. I worked the Big West. Yeah. So you, so you, did you get any, like pushback or anything like when you started doing men's sports versus so women's sports? My the transition was a little. Di- I mean, I've been doing the Drew League since two thousand five. Gotcha. Um. So men's basketball. I mean, and 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 I I skipped the part because growing up, I've all I've all all I've done was play basketball with the guys. Like I did not play with the girls. I was I was always like a little tomboy and and just play with the guys a lot. I mean, I don't know if that's. Right now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I was just one of the guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Out there playing. So refereeing the guys, that, that's kind of where I got my that's kind of my that was me. That's just that's that's me. And so once I, I transitioned over, I mean, and I'm in I'm in law enforcement, so I'm in a male-dominated profession. Yeah. Um and pretty much have been um most of my career. But uh just just the whole men's basketball that's just i don't know it's something in my brain that i just kind of need that i need yeah. that challenge mm-hmm. so um i was actually prepared to uh what can i say i was prepared to just quit women's basketball and when she graduated from high school and i she went to hampton university and i was like you know i'm not getting everything that i need out of this i'm, I'm just not happy like i really just kind of want to just focus on my daughter and just just ref the drew <laughs> i just right, ref right, the right. drew every summer and i'll be good and then I got a phone call. I mean, it was nothing but God's will. I got a phone call two weeks later asking me if I was interested in working men's basketball. But in the universe, and they came. That's how we're. That's how we're firm I was believers. Like, wait, what? Because yeah. it wasn't heard. It was unheard of. Yeah. You so you, I mean? you never, you never, did, you never even really applied. No. You were just mm-hmm. literally 
So, you know, I, I love that because he, it, what, what I envision is somebody actually kind of was scouting you. You know what I mean? Yep. You know, yep. So they actually were watching you, see oh, wow. what you were doing and, and seeing how you was handling certain stuff. And, and they were like, who is she? And we need to get her. We need to get her over here. She's good enough. At the, well, I had to go. I had to go to camp. Okay. I, I had to, and I had to show my resume. And I had been doing a few things over. I mean, I've refed every pro am I could. You know, even when I was relocated I, up north, San Francisco pro am. We have mm-hmm. a few pro ams out here. Every pro am that I could, I was refing Clippers training camp. I was mm-hmm. doing all of that. So I kind of had a resume for men's basketball, and I kind of put all that stuff down. And then I had to go to camp and try out, and actually, you know show that I could I could work and the funny part about it is that the the team the 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 crazy part about it is that a lot of these teams like a lot of the guys they already knew me that was in the in the uh oh, they grew know, up yeah, they grew yeah. up in yeah, the drew and so forth yeah so it just worked out yeah. but yeah it was yeah it was it was a great experience though getting that phone call yeah yeah so how does it feel though to say look, look I'm the first one so you're the groundbreaker does it I, does it feel yeah. like that to you? That was the question. I was it, it, do you do do you, do you internalize do. that and I you do. understand that position? I I do. I understand it. I, it took me a while, but I, I truly understand it now, and I've embraced that role, and I've 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 helped quite a few people, and I'm just I I that that is you things happen to you, and 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 you find a way if you find your passion, you find your purpose, and I think mm-hmm. I found my purpose, and that's just you know trying to help young adults and young kids find their because by passion. default mm-hmm. you're now a mentor yes you're now you know uh, like i said a, and a, i love a comment blail tra- trailblazer and i and i i love that role that's awesome mm-hmm. yes. that's awesome um is it your goal someday to make it to the nba is that something you'd like i mean Absolutely i'm sure you're not. happy okay you're Absolutely happy where not. you are <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, and, and no no that would be a lot of traveling no qualms to no qualms to the nba because no. i mean i went through the g league program and honestly it was probably the best training i've ever had um honestly it was the best training that i ever had but that's just not my path my path is men's college basketball and that's kind of where that's kind of where i am i've set myself up i you know I have, <laughs> I've, I've set myself up to be able to referee men's college basketball and not have to worry about anything. I mean, I've, 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 I was a children's social worker for a while. I was a probation officer, a juvenile probation officer for a while. I was a, a parole agent. I'm a parole agent for the state of California. <laughs> I have a master's degree in criminal justice. I've set myself up to be able to, to work men's college basketball and enjoy Absolutely. it. So I don't need the, you know. Absolutely. Nice. Um, I think it's dope. It is. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. I, 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 and that background, that schooling definitely applies. It all yeah. applies. <laughs> all applies. Um, so you, you grew up, you know, you kind of, in a sense, stumbled into playing um, mm-hmm. and then grew from there. Um, do you watch a lot of games on your free time? And if so, are you watching college? Are you watching NBA? And are you able to enjoy it? Because normally if someone has a day job. Um, mine used to be swimming pool contractor. I build pools. Mm-hmm. I could go to the nicest hotel and everyone looks at the beautiful pool and I see all the errors, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. um, so are you able to watch a game and enjoy or in your mind, are you calling? The- I am. No, I, when I watch, yeah, I watch game. I watch college. Yeah, I watch a lot of college games now. Um, but I, when I do watch, I watch the referees. I don't watch the game. Yeah, okay. yeah. It took me a while to get That's out of that because you have to. You kind of have to. If you want to get better, you kind of have to watch the referees. So I, I don't even watch the games anymore. I can't even tell you some of the players. I just watch You're the watching the, the refs and yeah. how they're calling it and so referees. forth. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Which pro NBA ref did you like the most? The, the NBA Ref. Well, I'm 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 a little biased. It's, it's probably gonna be Kevin Cutler because he's my okay. mentor, yeah. you know. Yeah. And yeah. so and 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 I've I've emulated a lot of his style, okay. yeah. Um, on the court because of his demeanor, his his kind of chill and calm mm-hmm. demeanor. But it's it's probably gonna be. Probably you, gonna be you know, NBA is a little bit more we're familiar with. It's a little bit uh more in your face. Um, I'll bring up a name, uh, Joey Crawford. Um. Yeah, yeah, well, okay. I, don't, I don't know where you're going. Yeah. Well, well, he was, <laughs> he was, he was yeah, a little loud. Yes. Uh, some people would say that that he felt he was uh, supposed to be the leader of the game and get the focus. Um, most people, like you say, the ref should be part of the game, but in the background, correct? Yeah, you shouldn't even know that they're um, <laughs> You know, if I'm right, he challenged uh, Duncan to a fight. Yeah. Um, right. When you hear and see stuff like off. that, um, <laughs> this. It's just hard to take, I think, right? Just 
I mean, it just is. It's just personalities, right? It's all personalities. You all know, right. Everybody is different. Everybody, everybody's different. Everyone has their thing. Mm-hmm. Steve Javi gave Rasheed Wallace a technical for just. No, that was Ron. Uh, Ron something. Are you going against? Yeah, uh, you he said for giving him a look. No, uh, you sure? Uh, uh, maybe. Hey, I think that was Ron something. Yeah, yeah. Hey, anyone listening, go ahead and tap in. I don't think that was Javi. I think that was. Uh, uh, Ron something. There we go. He's going to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He called him yeah. a whack and threw but him out of the th- game. This is one thing. We and then, know. It, and then, wasn't, it wasn't Crystal. So. No, 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 no. no, no, no. And, and I think Steve Smith came up and was begging. He's like, yeah. get away, get away. Yeah. I think, I I think my that. background helps me a lot. Yeah. With, I mean, my law enforcement background as well as my, my psychology and the fact that I, I'm a mother as well. Um, I think that that helps me a lot on the court to deal with certain situations that can, that can be easily be elevated and, and, so I, I think that that helps me. Is there a lot of travel with the college game? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for me now. Yeah, <laughs> for me now. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, for me now on the on the men's side because I'm in so many different conferences. How far okay, ahead do you get your you schedule? You? I am Sorry, in twelve right. conferences. Uh, twelve Division One conferences. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's it's. But I'm I'm totally blessed. So you love it. You travel. I enjoy. Wrong, I, there, so. I enjoy a lot. I enjoy That's a, a lot. lot. Yes, experience. Uh, and my yep, daughter's yep. grown yeah, so, now, so I don't have to really worry about babysitting oh, okay. or anything like Garretson. that. So it, all, it was Garrison, Ron Garrison. Yeah, was the one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so how how does? I mean, I, I, we don't want to the schedule like your flight schedule. Like, are you yeah. going? Are you going? Are you doing the USC game on like Monday back to back, and then you're doing a Connecticut game on Tuesday? And it, then just, the, it just depends. Yeah, could it? Just, so it can. It just, so it can be. So like it, that. it's just random like that. Mm-hmm. So they don't go. Okay, you going to do all West Coast or? All it's, East Coast you know, is it's, just... it's your availability, whatever oh, your availability okay. is. And my my job has been so good. I mean, I got coworkers. I'm looking at the thing like Wilson, my coworkers on there. He's Beautiful. been the best for me. So I I have coworkers that are very supportive. So cool. I can just kind of just do my thing, and and it's, well, cool. it's worked for me. Is uh you have a uh you know on season, off season, off season. Obviously, you spend some time at the Drew. I spend all my time at the Drew. Okay, I'm there every weekend. What do you do for pleasure? Other than work, we know you love it. But but I what do. do you do for I fun? Do. Um, I, I spend time with my daughter. Beautiful, because she's my number one. Um, I have a guy in my life now. That, Beautiful, you know, and I spend a lot of time with him. Um, and me and my mom, we travel. Do you tee him up often? <laughs> we both referee. Tell so. <laughs> oh, your brother, you're teeing each other. Yeah. 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 Hey, relationships aren't always easy. I apologize, Chris. No, that's, okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a money Mike question. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and I didn't do it. I didn't do it. <laughs> that's totally a right. Yeah, question. no. So, me, my, you know, I travel with my mom. Um, me and my mom, we, we, she's retired and, and newly divorced, so she likes to travel now. So we go to. Jamaica, I got to get her to go somewhere else other than Jamaica. Uh, but, so, uh, she likes yeah. it. So I, I just, I just kind of family. You know, I got little nieces that are now I, my babies because I will not. Have, I'm done. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think it's cool that you like that you can see you travel for work mm-hmm. and then you travel for pleasure. Well, my best friend is a is a travel agent. She's a professional oh. officer, oh, but she's a travel agent. She's the best oh. one in town, so Who I can really? go wherever I. Oh, we're just waiting at this point. I guess so. You, yeah. Because I and like, you rack up the miles. Yeah, we just waiting. You have plenty of miles. I think. Yeah, because yeah. I would get tired. I said, man, I want to be at home sometimes. Yeah, right. I, mean, I, I spend time at home. I got my little nieces. I spend time at home. I do. <laughs> but I'm, a, I'm I'm just, I'm just, I'm on the, I like to go. Like, I don't like to, life is too short. Like, if, if COVID yeah, didn't yeah. teach us nothing else, oh, right. enjoy you got to enjoy life as it is. Right. You can't, you can't just wait to, you know, wait till I retire. Wait till you turn this. No, you got to enjoy life right now. During the season, um, obviously, as Money Mike brought up earlier, there's a lot of, exercise there's a lot of running involved you have to stay in shape do you actually exercise or is just uh officiating the games enough oh, during no, the no, season no, no. oh no no, no. no so you're keeping no, every day you, no it's a it's a no you have to you have to keep your body in 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 good condition mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. i pretty much work out i try to work out at least five times a week okay um at least five times a week um and just this you have to keep your muscles going because because injuries are i mean be yeah. very prone to injuries if you don't if you don't take care of your body. So you keep so around, then you keep no, that up year round. I would I imagine. Do, yeah, yeah. I mean, you take some time off, like right after season. A lot of us take, you know, maybe a month off or whatever to do our thing. But then, I mean, for me, I referee pretty much year round with the Drew League. So, but you know, the the, the stretching and all that's just important. It's very important. Excellent. Yeah. And the eating habits. I mean, you know, we get off our eating our yeah. healthy eating <laughs> habits at times. But how how, how close are the um the rules, you know, what I mean, I know Drew has a few rules. Yeah, that are everybody, different. all of them are, are I yeah. mean, they're close, but they're different. 
they're close, but they're different. I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah. there are a lot of different caveats to, to like, you know, like the Drew has some modifications, it's supposed to be NBA rules, but there are some modifications, you know, for technical fouls, it's two shots instead of one. It's yeah, you know, I saw like that, that too. Yeah. Why, why are you taking two, two shots? shots? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they get the ball? Oh, you just gave away the technical foul that we had yeah. to call, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, because I was like, do they get the ball too? You know what I mean? Because Not obviously, obviously, they don't. Yeah. But but that's what I said. Like when you watch the high NBA, school is different. All the the rules yeah. are all. It's, it's funny because the rules are always. It would be hard if somebody wanted to do men and women. It would be very. It would be difficult. It's doable. It'd be very mm-hmm. difficult. Yeah, very difficult. You have to. Yeah. Yeah, I know me, man. I, I would get everything wrong. Yeah, I, I would be. You know, <laughs> no, you would. No, 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 I would. If you were I totally no, would. as devoted as you are to this job right here, yeah, I, you you do a no, great but, job. But here's the thing, like like the G League, for example, man. One shot is two free throws, unless it's the last two minutes. Yeah, that's so you know. So they they make one shot, they get two points. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so now I got to remember that. Yeah, yeah, that's I got to remember that. Then over, then I go over here to the Drew. I'm a. T- I'm gonna tell you, you know what I'm at the Drew League though, we got George, the voice of the Drew, and he will help you out of any situation that you need. All you gotta do is listen. Oh, he's been there 25 you. years. All you gotta do is listen, gotcha. and he'll yeah, tell right. you it's two shots or one shot. He'll he tell just you. scream it out. Yeah, you don't have listen. to remember yeah. too much. <laughs> speaking, oh. speaking of that, hey. So Mouthpiece did the playoffs, right? This dude was hilarious. Oh, he's always hilarious. <laughs> you know, you know. Friend of the show. He's been here in Mouthpiece. We're going to have you on yeah, soon. Yeah, we, actually, I think yeah, we probably going to have him real soon. Have him back and, on. And within the next month, but. I'm laughing at him. I love, you know, how he calls games, even that Venice Beach stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you laughing when he said, like, what did he say? Oh, uh, you know, y'all not going to win no argument tonight. It's three, <laughs> it's three women. Preference. You know what I mean? Like, can you laugh You won't even get a word in. He's yeah, like, yeah. He's like, can, we have a full female uh, ref crew. You guys that? won't even get a word yeah, in today. Yeah, we're human. And it's all in fun. It's some of the stuff uh, oh. I heard, but some of the stuff I did not hear until I went back and watched the game. I was like, he said that. He was, you probably didn't hear that. Because it was, it was really amazing because it was off women refereeing, but it was all women scorekeepers too. Yes. Oh yeah. Right. So they caught he caught shades from them because he announced the referees, and but they, he didn't announce the scorekeepers. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. You know what I mean? So he was well. getting it. Yeah. All right, all right, y'all. Hey, so I just want to announce that we got all women scorekeepers. <laughs> and the commissioner is a woman. Yeah, there right. you go. So, <laughs> he got called to task. He got called to task. Yeah, yeah. So, but it was. It was funny. So you you laughed. Yeah, long, some of the stuff I heard. Two. I mean, yeah, we're human. We can, you know yeah. what I mean. But but I did some of the stuff I did not hear until I went back. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> well, you're, you're, that's thing. good. You're I, focusing. I was, you're working. Yeah. Uh, now you mentioned that obviously you have other things going on. The shirt Edgy Sport. Can I you do. fill us in yes. a little bit, please? So Edgy Sports Talk is basically a platform that I designed to kind of help me be the person that I wish I would have had growing up um, in in the school system. Um, somebody to motivate me to understand that you know everybody's journey is different. Um, and that goes with the youngsters that goes with referees. Everybody's journey is different, you know? And so this, this platform just allows me to go across the country to different high schools, to different, uh, officiating units, whatever, and just kind of motivate, uh, people to let them understand that, you know, no matter what the situation is, embrace those challenges because you're going to come across those and that's how you grow. Um, so it just allows me to just to be able to talk to, talk to our, our youth. Um, talk to our our referees, our officiating crew, and and just kind of just motivate them, you know. But but one of the things that I, I am working on now because we've we've seen it too much, and that's the the whole AAU circuit with all the the fights and all the stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. I I want to be able to uh, implement edge sports into that system to be able to educate the coaches, educate the 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 fans and the parents and educate the the administrators mm-hmm. on the cause and effect of doing that. I mean, like I said, I was a children's social worker for a while. I, I kind of, you know, I got, I, I get the, the kids point of view, but I'm also a law enforcement officer. So there's also a criminal aspect to that as well. So it's just, you've seen you know, what happens if they don't get control of it. Exactly. So I just kind of want to, I want to, I want to be an olive branch to be able to, to include, to, to implement a system that everybody kind of is able to um, embrace and learn from. Embrace it. Minimize, we can minimize all of this nonsense that's going on. Cause it's just, it's very unfortunate. Like the kids are there to play, the referees are there just to referee the game and, and we're human. We're going to miss stuff. We're going to, we're going to make yeah. mistakes. Yep. Got to start somewhere, yep. you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, let me, let me ask you, and you, you don't have to answer, but you when he prefaces I, it that way, <laughs> cause I, I, I have an issue with like kids sports 
where they don't they don't um there's no winner or loser, you know. I think here's the thing. I think once a kid gets in the kindergarten and they know how to count, they know if somebody got five goals and no no one over here didn't. And then what happens is now we're playing in the sports realm and there are five, six, and seven, and we, everyone gets every, a everybody gets a trophy. And 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 this person over here makes ten shots, or, or this person over here gets two shots, and then we tell them nobody won. You you, you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But these, but we taught them how to count in kindergarten, right? So, <laughs> so they really see what's going on. And I think the big and I know it's a long question, but I I, I, I want to preface it like this. Then we, Peter get, Vesey when then we, we get yeah, then we get to eleven <laughs> and twelve. And now we have to win. Now there's winners and losers. So it's, I feel like the first ten years of a of a their life, they're you know everything is all roses. Mm-hmm. And now, like you said, we get an AU and they twelve or thirteen, and we going we going out for blood. But they never were used to that mm-hmm. because they weren't they weren't winning and losing time right at, at, at certain yeah. times. So I think, I mean. Like I said, you know what the answer, but do you think that they should have winners and losers in like five, six years? I do. To kind of, to mm-hmm. kind of teach the kids how at to that lose. level I do. how yes. to lose yes. and, and how to work hard That's a life towards. skill that, that needs is. to be taught. It's right. a life skill that needs to be taught. And and and, and it's okay to teach it at that at that level. But mm-hmm. it, I, I agree with you. I think that there should be winners and there should be losers. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say losers, but they got to be a first place, got to be a second place. Right. Mm-hmm. It is well, what right. it is. Yeah, because but I, you, you got to learn to That's how you learn how that. to work harder, that's too. The, right. know, I, mean, I have a little niece that she she will play a game and she'll lose and get mad and start throwing stuff. And you got you to gotta address yeah, that. Yeah, you should right? have to teach her. You have to teach her. It's, it's okay to lose. You just got to do better. Right. You know, but yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Yeah, because I, I think, honestly, like I said, I think that really – the reason why there's a suicide rate is up really high, 18, 19 years old, is because they get coddled so much. Everything is all okay. And then once, because look. Mm-hmm. It's just not the way the world is. Yeah, and the world is. media has played a huge, oh, yeah. a right. huge. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, that provides uh, yeah. a false narrative of how uh-huh. life is supposed to be. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. Um, but again, we know that the facts are that these kids are going to grow up and they're going to try to get a job and the one they want. And they may not get it. And, it, get- and it's not because they're not the most qualified right. or the best. It just doesn't work out that way. Right. And if they don't understand how to, I mean, that is a learned trait. That's not something yeah. we're born with. We have to learn, have to learn how to lose and how yeah. to lose graciously and how to come back because everybody's lost. Everybody right. on the highest level has time. lost. In fact, that's the only reason why they're on the highest exactly. level is because they lost and used that to build. I've been fired. <laughs> I've been laid off. I've been I've fired in all different categories, right. professional and basketball. And you, at some point you have to, it, 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 it it should motivate you. It, it, it that's a motivator. It should be a motivator. Exactly. If you have that person around you, that coach. That's that's when that coach comes in and is supposed to say, "Hey, we didn't do it this time, but hey, let's let's do this. Let's go run some bleachers or something." Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, but it's true. Like I remember, like my my daughter, she she was on the soccer field and she was moping around. Like she said, "We're gonna lose." I'm like, I told her, "Well, you don't be the reason." And then she uh-huh. went and scored a goal. You know, and I'm like, okay. There we go. Now she's not the reason why we they lost, but she wasn't the reason why, you know. And I, because I think what happens is, it like we we've always said that these kids that's really good and have talent at five or six years old, you can see that. Okay. Why do they want to work hard if they get the same thing as the <laughs> one that's over here, you know, playing in the grass? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, right. uh, uh, and I think, lessons. and then, but the parents I think don't realize that. So when they put them in actual competitive sport. It may be a, mm-hmm. the reason why, you know, they're they're so angry and fighting for the kid because the kid doesn't really know how to. Yeah, so that needs to be addressed, themselves. and I'm hoping right. Edu Sports will, will be yeah. a factor yeah. in, in trying that's to help a, that. That's a great. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a great step uh, program. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about like because uh, building resilience and that building, part. you know, perseverance. That those are qualities that you would want to have in any stage of life. Absolutely. I mean, if you get a job, that's what employers are looking for. How can you handle adversity? Yep. So, you know, and it was a, I forgot her name. I hate that I forgot her name. It was a, a, a coach at Duke basketball. It was a female. And I saw a video uh, and she was like, we're training you how to deal with hard things. Basically, how do you deal with hard? You know, mm-hmm. how do you deal with it? How do you handle? Can you handle hard well? That's what she said. Can you handle hard well? And once we find out you could do something hard, you can handle it. What we gonna do? 
going to make it harder. Yep. Because we got to keep putting it. We just chiseling right yeah. here. We yep. just go ahead and chip it away because you have to build that up. And so, yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be great to have that kind of like that, that focus in, in it's not about the competition and it's really not about the winning and losing it's about learning and sports especially as a youth is really the first opportunity you have as that youth to be part of a team to realize because in class you're usually doing individual things other than some small projects but this year now on a team it's not golf it's not tennis right. it's a team sport and you could be the best player, but if you're not passing the ball and getting your other play, your team involved, you're going to lose. You need to learn how to yep. give as well as take. And that's mm -hmm. the first experience they have. That comes with winning and losing. Disappointment. Happiness, disappointment. If you don't have disappointment, how do you even know what happiness feels like? Exactly. You got you, you have to have a point of reference. It's so important. Um, this has been amazing. Every episode we finish with a segment we call Money Mike's Out of Bounds. Money Mike's going to share his thoughts or opinions on a topic, it's a and it's one. easy. He just wants to know, are his thoughts inbounds or out of bounds? Money Mike, you've got the mic. All right, so Crystal, you know, I, I, this is a custom to <laughs> to to our guests, and we had Black, we had Black Pearl yep. in uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, and look, big shout out to Black Pearl. Sorry, y'all. Black Pearl, you know, y'all did y'all best. Y'all lost the championship. It was not Crystal Hawkins' fault. We <laughs> uh, in no way. They got there. They had a great year. Oh, they yeah. played, they had they a played great. great. But they'll be back. They'll be back. Our, our guy Hef said, he said, man, that's to the NBA championship. You know, you know, the Drew is oh, the. It is, is is the next best thing to the NBA and championship. And they get rings now. And they get rings. Right. So 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 I I I, I I kind of was thinking about that. I was like, hmm, do I want to be a nobody on a good team like Adam Morrison, for example, and get a championship ring on the Lakers, or do I want to be an MVP um, at the Drew when win the championship and get the ring and everybody know me? Which one? would i prefer so am i out of bounds to say i would prefer being adam morrison and win an nba championship ring versus being an mvp and win a julie ring let's let's start with a stat yeah i would i would take i would take the adam adam morrison route and only because <laughs> you know because we we were talking about Adam Morrison right now. <laughs> There's one reason we're talking about. You're talking about like you're the worst player with the ring good okay. light or bad light I, 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 you got to be like like nobody knows who this guy is, right? Have you ever heard of Adam Morrison? Mm -hmm. See, exactly. But he has a championship ring. Okay. Nobody knows this guy, but they knew him in college. But street culture, though, Gonzaga. street culture, like you know what I mean. Like every, all around everybody in LA that know basketball, street culture, know the MVP of the Drew League that won a championship, right? Right, if they, if right. They did. So would you? That's what I said. So I, but I think I'd rather have an NBA championship ring. You pawn it. I'd rather be a nobody in okay. the NBA championship <laughs> ring than a, a star in the Drew League. All right. With a Drew League ring. Uh let's go with our guest, Crystal. And you, you can you can do a pass if you have to. You can pass. All right, cool. I I I'm I'm gonna say I, I want the latter. I'm a Drew League. Because you know what? I just I'm, being a nobody, that's just I got it. I got the mamba mentality. I'm yeah. I'm gonna work hard, I'm gonna do my thing, and and I'm not I'm gonna be uh, the Drew League Championship is what. I, All right, I, so I'm out of bounds. Yeah, you're out of bounds. I'm going out of bounds as well. Uh, I want to be the contributor. Yeah. Uh, I want to be the participant. Um, I don't want to just ride the pine and and grab the ring. Um, you know. Uh, and look, <laughs> hey, Mike. There's a, you know what they they gave rings to most of the Lakers staff too, even the customer <laughs> service reps and so forth. Um, so you could have been them, you know. Uh, and and they're great because we love our staff. But you know, uh, being a competitor, uh, you're in sports. That's what it's about. You want to be there. You want to have a part. You want to know you contributed it. Uh, that when they look back and say, "Why did this happen?" That you had something yeah, to do with it, exactly. as opposed to warming up the pine. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, we're gonna go. Bounds. You're out of bounds. So 50, 50. If I had my yeah, whistle, 50, 50. I'd probably go out of bounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she out of bounds. Out of bounds. Out of bounds. Right, right. That is awesome. Okay. Well, this has been wonderful. Uh, we've already uh, expired our hour of time. Oh. Um, but please, please, please let everybody know the best way that they can keep up with Edgy Sport Talk online and keep up to date with what you've got going on. You know what? Everybody, please go to crystalhogan.org. Um, all the information is there and uh, look forward to to linking up with you guys. Absolutely. Be sure to go there, crystalhogan.org. That's where you're going to yes, get yes. more information, find out what's going on. And if you'd like, 
you could probably reach out and see if you can participate if they need something oh, from absolutely. you. That's absolutely. what she's I'm, there for. I'm, I'm here to collaborate and do what I can. That's um, awesome. Pretty good. That's yeah. awesome. Feel fulfilling your role model and mentorship absolutely. role. That's absolutely. perfect. It's amazing. This has been an amazing. I just want to say congratulations to you for all oh, your accomplishments. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, many more to come. Yeah, many, many, many more, more to come. To come. Like you really are amazing. You know, when I discovered you, I was like, oh, my God, like I got to have her on the show. Yeah. Like, it's I'm a girl dad, you know. You know, <laughs> I told. girls, I say hello. Man, Definitely. I told my daughters, like, like I said, y'all, watch the show tonight. I got her on there for you because That's I want awesome. you. The fact that you are actually able to go out there and, and, and break barriers on things that people don't think is able to be done is, like, really amazing. So, so one yeah. thing I Salute will say you. is that, thank you, but you know what? One thing, I, it can be done as long as you stay true to yourself and true to your values and, and you stay stay humble Absolutely. it can be done it that's can be beautiful. done and many yeah. more barriers to break Absolutely. for women that's for sure <laughs> that's for sure it's amazing we're still having to say that in 2022 right. but right. um yeah. we are we are taking steps uh each day and uh with like i said role Absolutely. models like yourself it's a beautiful thing a beautiful thing for young ladies and just anybody around so uh thank you so much this has been a wonderful episode uh one note uh the profanity nation podcast will be moving exclusively to the infinity studio streaming channel starting in october so we'll continue to uh, let you know that but soon you will have to go to the infinity studio streaming channel on youtube to watch our live show the Facebook, Twitter, all that will have, uh, you know, clips and so forth of our episodes. But to join the show, you're going to have to go to our YouTube channel again. That's the Infinity Studio streaming channel. Go there now. Like it. Subscribe. That way you keep up to date. Plus, you'll keep up to date with all the other shows that are filmed here at Infinity Studios. And we've got a lot of big shows that are about to launch. You're going to be excited. Be sure to keep up to date because you're going to want to hear about those. Again, Stat Pat, our guest, Crystal Hogan. Yeah. Money Mike, yours truly, Simsta. Thank you. We will be back next week with an amazing guest. Big Baby Jonathan, we know you're out there. We know you're watching. In studio next week, sitting right here. Can't wait to have him. We will be back next Sunday, 8.30 p.m. We're out. Peace. Peace.